Bible Over One, and welcome to the In the Scriptures Bible Study Podcast. I'm Lance Taylor, and I'll be your host. This Bible Study Podcast is meant to encourage the opening of the Bible to personally examine the Scriptures, finding Christian answers for daily life, and helping equip individuals to better share God's Word. Again, I'm Lance Taylor. I'll be your host. I'm the evangelist at Sandlin Road Church of Christ in Elkmont, Alabama. I would invite you to visit our website, sandlinroadchurch.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more Bible study lessons and opportunities to learn about God's Word. We have begun this series of Bible study podcasts by looking at uh, an overview of the Bible. And we've looked at uh, individual books of the Bible, and I want to continue doing that today in this episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about an overview of the book of Leviticus. It's the third book in the Bible, and uh, it's a very unique book. There are a number of things that are important to know and understand when it comes to the book of Leviticus as you begin to try to study it. So if you have your Bible, I might encourage you to open your Bible to the book of Leviticus, and it might help you to be looking over that uh, as we discuss some of the things that's contained inside the book. I'm not going to really read from the scriptures themselves today, but instead we're going to talk about what's in the book of Leviticus in just an overview fashion to help us later on when we come back and study specific scriptures from it. And I'm using a couple of resource books to assist in this today. One is Overview of the Bible, Part 1 by David Dan, and also uh, a book titled, What is in the Book? by Hoyt Houchin, uh, looking at book number one that has the Old Testament books covered in it. Both of these books can be purchased uh, online and at various places. I would in particular encourage you to shop uh, truthbooks.com or CEI Bookstore if you're in the Athens, Alabama area uh, for these books. They're published by Truth Publications and uh, they can be a great resource to help you. So I'm going to be quoting quite a bit from these two books in particular, uh, especially as we go through these Old Testament studies. But let's talk about Leviticus, an overview of this, this book of the Bible. It's a book of the Bible that when you turn to it and you begin to read it, it's maybe a little bit difficult to understand. But one of the things that will help you is to understand that the book of Leviticus is not a continuation of the story of God's people from Genesis and Exodus. In Genesis, uh, we see the beginning of things. We see the call of Abraham uh, to be the, the family that God would have a covenant with. And then in the book of Exodus, we see how that Abraham's descendants are in bondage in Egypt and uh, they are taken out of Egypt. That's where the title Exodus because of their exit out of Egypt comes from. And they become a great nation. And the book of Leviticus is really just elaborating on the time in which, during the time in which the people of God really become a people. And it's during this same time of the Exodus, if you will, that the events in the book of Leviticus take place. But really the book of Leviticus contains primarily uh, the laws that were first revealed in the book of Exodus, and they elaborate on them, go into greater detail, and explain them even more so. When you look at the title of the book of Leviticus, it also helps to understand what it means. Uh, the, the title itself uh, is from the Greek title Leviticon, uh, which means that which pertains to the Levites, or pertaining to the Levites. 
And that is certainly the case because the tribe of Levi would be designated as the tribe of the priests. And so the, the rabbis back in this day would, would call it uh, the law of the priest or the law of offerings. And so it was that that was truly pertaining to the Levites because of these laws. And so that's something that you can also think about in an overview of this, that Leviticus is going to emphasize the holiness, uh, the sacrificial system espoused by the tribe of Levi, and it's going to focus on that priesthood, including the religious feasts uh, and uh, the different offerings that were to be made uh, as prescribed by God. So, uh, as you go through the book of, Le of Leviticus, paying attention to the fact that it's to do specifically with instructions for the priests and those of the tribe of Levi helps you in understanding it. When you think about who the author uh, of the book of Leviticus is, remember what we've discussed previously about Genesis and Exodus. And all the evidence seems to point to Moses as being the author of these first five books of the Bible, and that would include Leviticus. It's the result of what God specifically commanded Moses, and that's stated a number of times throughout the book. I just want to point this out by listing some verses in Leviticus 1 and verse 1, in chapter 4 verse 1, chapter 5 verse 14, chapter 6 verse 1, 8, and 19, chapter 7 verse 22, and also in verses 37 and 38. Again in chapter 8, verses 4 through 6, chapter 9, verses 6 through 7, chapter 16, verse 1, and chapter 27, verse 34. In those places, there's a reference to this being what God specifically commanded Moses. As a matter of fact, in the book of Leviticus, the phrase, God said, occurs some 54 times. And so there's no doubt that it's what God said that's being recorded here in the book of Leviticus. And it was recorded at the time in which uh, God gave the commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. And that's referred to specifically in Leviticus 27 and verse 34. Which then tells us a little bit more about when Leviticus was written. I mentioned that it's going to be during the same time frame that events in the book of Exodus even are taking place. And so it's during the lifetime of Moses... It's when God gives the commands to Moses at Mount Sinai or somewhere thereafter. And so it's likely that Leviticus was written shortly after Israel departed from Egypt during the events surrounding Mount Sinai. And that would have been around 1446 B.C. Now, again, all these things are just helping us from an overview standpoint to put the book of Leviticus in perspective biblically to understand where it falls within the scriptures and how we can uh, better study it in that way. I also want to point out that as a Bible student, it helps to know that the letter written to the Hebrews in the New Testament is somewhat of a commentary on the book of Leviticus. Uh, as you go through the book of Hebrews, you're going to see that the Hebrew writer talks about the ceremonies, uh, the offerings, the rituals of the, the Levite priesthood and specifically that pertaining to Moses and Aaron in contrast or in comparison with the priesthood of Jesus Christ. And to see that Jesus is the high priest of the Christians now 
in the same way that Aaron was the first high priest for the children of Israel. And to, to prevent apostasy, to prevent people from falling away from Christianity, going back to Judaism or anything else, uh, the Hebrew writer emphasizes that Christ's priesthood is superior, that it is number one, that it is preeminent, uh, and to be re re regarded above what Moses had put into place in the law of Moses and what we read even here in uh, the book of Leviticus. So it's interesting to study Hebrews and to note that many references contained in Hebrews can be traced back to the book of Exodus and Leviticus and uh, is very much a commentary in that way on it. When we think about the historical purpose of the book of Leviticus, uh, God is going to show how His nation can be a holy nation, how they can become His people, His special people, to be different from the rest of the nations of the world. And He's going to do that by giving the nation of Israel civil, religious, and sanitary laws and ordinances that they would be required to keep and to perform, and it truly would separate them from others in the world, make them different than all the other nations. They're going to stand out in that way, and historically that can be seen as you go through the Old Testament. There's also a doctrinal purpose in, in this, and you're seeing a common theme as God is teaching His people to be holy because He is holy. And so he needs to be approached and he must be approached in holiness uh, by the people that he has chosen. And that's going to be by the priestly tribe of Levi to carry out his purposes regarding worship and offerings and the religious laws. And in order for the people of God to approach him, they would come to him in those ways. And that's where God teaches about true worship of him. And those principles carry over even into the New Testament when we're taught about how to worship in the Lord's church now and that we are to approach Him in a holy way according to His commands and His standards. It also is going to show in the book of Leviticus just how sinful mankind is and how sinful the people that were even called to be God's people were. You know, they were chosen to be God's people, but that didn't mean that they were immune to sin. Matter of fact, as you look at the teachings in the book of Leviticus, you're going to see that God is really pointing out uh, the sins of the people and how they are to overcome them, how they are to cleanse themselves from them, how they are to avoid them, and the punishments and the uh, consequences uh, of those sins. And it shows then the need for the atonement of the people r related to these sins and how they can be able to receive that atonement for their sins. And that's important because that's a message that rings throughout the scriptures that we are uh, sinful, that we uh, do wrong in the eyes of God and we need to be atoned, we need to be redeemed, and God has always had a plan for that. The book of Leviticus is part of that plan in the Old Testament for God's first people. And then in the New Testament we see that Jesus is the plan for that uh, along with His commands and the establishment of His uh, church in the New Testament. And so how does Leviticus relate to us today and to Jesus in particular, as we know he's the central theme of the Bible? Well, it's a foreshadowing. It's a foreshadowing of the work of Jesus Christ as our high priest when we look at the priests uh, of the people of Israel. 
It also is going to show the, the foreshadowing of the sacrifice of Christ. Uh, sacrifices will be offered based on the teachings of the book of Leviticus. And Jesus was offered as a sacrifice for you and for me and for all of the world. And so it serves as a foreshadowing of those things. And there's a great emphasis on holiness and this sacrificial system and the priesthood and the religious feasts. And so much of that also serves as a foreshadowing of what God will do through Jesus Christ for all of us. In considering the contents of the book of Leviticus, uh, we can see that there are laws of holy living uh, regarding clean and unclean animals, civil, sanitary, ceremonial, moral, religious. They're all contained within this book. There are five offerings that are specifically described. Uh, the burnt offering, meal offering, peace offering, sin offering, and trespass offering are all specifically described. There are eight great feasts that are taught to us in the book of Leviticus. The Sabbath, the Passover, Pentecost, Trumpets, Atonement, Tabernacles, Sabbatical Year, and Jubilee are all shown in the book of Leviticus. There are three annual feasts that are described. The Passover feast, or the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, or the Feast at Pentecost, the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Ingathering Feast. And so these are going to be some that come up in the New Testament, even as we study about Jesus and the early church. Uh, there are these times that cross over and are discussed because of the uh, area that they were in and the conversion of the Jews uh, to Christianity. And of course, there is the institution and the actual beginning of the priesthood. And so these priests would serve as mediators between the holy living God and the sinful people of Israel. And under the law, the high priesthood uh, was to be from the household, the family of Aaron, the firstborn of each of those houses. And we see even disobedience punished among the priests when Nadab and Abihu will perish because of their disobedience in Leviticus 10 verses 1 through 4. Uh, Eleazar will succeed Aaron and from him the office will be passed on to Eli who's also a prominent figure there in the Old Testament. So uh, just a number of overview notes that we can see from this. And I've mentioned it kind of as we've gone along, but a very key word in the book of Leviticus is holy or holiness, which occurs some 87 times. And a contrast to that holiness is sin or uncleanness, and it shows up in various forms more than 190 times in the book of Leviticus. And blood as a means of cleansing, will show up more than 80 times in the book of Leviticus. And we so often are pointing to the blood of Jesus that was shed for all of the world. Well, uh, the foreshadowing of that is the shedding of the blood of the sacrifices in the book of Leviticus. So there are offerings, the institution of the priesthood, the laws of purification, the day of atonement, the forbidding of heathen customs, customs of other nations, there are laws of holiness, the feasts and seasons, and conditions of God's blessings all given to the people of Israel in the book of Leviticus. 
It's an interesting study, and let me encourage you to strive not to let it be a stumbling block to you because uh, many might open the book of Leviticus and see it as a stumbling block, being just really difficult to read and understand. Uh, But let's not look at it that way. When we go in the Scriptures, let's go in it with an open mind, uh, with a godly heart, and a desire to learn it, understand it, as God would have us to. And so I hope this helps as an overview of the book of Leviticus in the Old Testament. The third book, part of the Law of Moses, that tells us so much about the tribe of Levi, the priesthood, and the laws for God's people. There's much, much to learn there. Lord willing, next time we'll continue our study working through overview of, overviews of the Old Testament books. And we'll look at the book of Numbers. So I hope that you'll check back in for that next episode. Until then, I want to encourage you to stay in the Scriptures, open your Bible, personally examine the Scriptures to find answers for your daily life, and then share God's Word with all those around you. Thank you for listening, and I want to encourage you to share this with others.